welcome to our episode of Crying Macho, um, starring Clint Eastwood. So this story is about Mike Milo, who is played by Clint Eastwood. He used to be a Texan, a Texan rodeo star, and he retired due to a back injury, which later on led to his demise and into alcoholism. So what had actually kind of happened was his ex-boss had hired him to go to Mexico City to retrieve his son. And with that, he didn't really, um, Mike didn't really have much of a choice. Yeah, it was pretty much like, you do this for me and I'll, you know, pay off all your debts, pay off all your debts and everything else. Um, so he takes the job, finds the son, uh, only to realize that his son was into cockfighting, mm -hmm. which his rooster is named Macho, hence the movie's name, Crying Macho. And throughout the whole entire movie, kind of go on their little journey of their own self-discovery of what they each wanted in their lives and what is also best for their lives that they finally figure out. Yeah. Well, in Crying Macho, the title of the movie and the book that it's based on, it has like a double meaning to it because of the fact that, you know, he this was a guy who had a long storied career in um, like bull riding or bronc riding, no, no, I think. No, no. Um, no, he was a horse racer. He was a jockey. Or, or yeah. No, no, no. Oh, was, no, no. Sorry. He was a rodeo star. Yeah, yeah. He was a rodeo star. Yeah. And then he was also a um, horse breeder. Yes. But then like, you know, everything that happened in his life, um, which kind of gets explained at the beginning of the movie, you know, leads to his demi demise and his career kind of just going downhill. And so that's, you know, cry macho. Like he, he's seen as this tough character in like, his younger years and then even by the kid when he meets the kid you know oh you're a rodeo yeah you're a cowboy you're a cowboy yeah and it's like like this is a macho person but in the in the reality he's not as macho as you think he he's not as macho as the outside world sees him and i think a lot of that has to do with also this seems like almost a reflection kind of movie not just for the character of mike milo but also for clint eastwood because mm -hmm. you know he's always portrayed tough people whether it's the man with no name uh in the fistful of dollar series or dirty harry or uh you know name any of his other westerns or any other characters that he's played where he's always been like that tough kind of figure that macho kind of figure and now looking back at his life it's like there's a lot in his normal life that is not just catching up to him but also like you know all the mistakes he's made all the everything that he's gone through in life. So it's almost like a reflection for Clint Eastwood as well. And there's a part of me wondering, like, is this going to be the last movie that we'll actually see Clint Eastwood in? Because he's 91 years old. I doubt it. And, <laughs> you know, he said he was going to retire from acting after Gran Torino in 2008, mm -hmm. but he came back for Trouble with the Curve in 2012 and then The Mule in 2018. Um, both are, which are actually pretty good movies, and the roles are actually suited for him. And in this one, the role is suited for him, but I have heard complaints about him being a little too old for the role, which I can kind of see. I can see that. Because um, I, I asked you before the way that he was walking, is it because of his age? Or is it because he's portraying that he had that the, the back injury and that's why he's the way that he's walking isn't as spry? Mm -hmm. But I mean, for a 91-year-old, I think that's still pretty good. Yeah. And he's you know able to play a convincing enough character, mm -hmm. too. Because this is... Probably one of the lightest Clint Eastwood movies I've seen in years. In the last decade or so, he's mainly resorted to biopics like J. Edgar and 1570 to Paris and all these other biopic, um, like real life stories. But this is probably the lightest film I've seen of him, even though it does have some 
deeper themes to it, uh, deeper tones to it. But his approach to it is just really just easygoing. This is something that you could watch on a sick day, you know, yeah. when it's raining. It's just, it's so much fun to watch. I honestly, I kind of hated the beginning of the movie, though, because Dwight Yoakam, who's his ex-boss, just comes in and just dumps all this exposition on mm-hmm. on us, you know, like, oh, the pills, the alcohol, you know, you lost your wife and child in an accident. And, and I pay for your house and all of this, and mm-hmm. people said I shouldn't, but I did anyway, so you owe me this favor. Yeah, it's just like a giant exposition job, and it's like, ah, uh, that's like one of the lo- my least favorite things about scripts when they go that route. <laughs> but at the same time, like, the longer this goes, the more it's just like, this is fun. This mm-hmm. is actually a fun Clint Eastwood movie. Like, it hasn't really been a fun, like, easygoing kind of Clint Eastwood movie since, I think, Space Cowboys back in the early 2000s. But, I never saw. Yeah, because, like, after, after that, it's, you know, doing... Mystic River and Million Dollar Baby and like Flags of Our Fathers and all like the sort of tougher or not tougher but like darker biopic kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is this is great. I, I enjoyed this movie. I liked it. This gave me a really fun ride. In the beginning with the trailers and everything, I thought it was going to be oh okay, this is going to be like another Gran Torino movie. Yeah, Grande like- Torino. Grande Torino? Grande Torino. What? The Mexican version of Grande Torino. Oh my goodness. Yes, I know. I'm walking off. (laughs) Please do. Um, But I was expected to kind of have a crying fest because I was thinking, oh my gosh, is he going to, um, is something going to happen to him like Grande Torino did? But no, I I like the ending. I like that he was able to find happiness. So it has a happy, it it does have a happy ending. Well, not really. You just know that he doesn't die. Yeah, but this is yeah, this is definitely not another Gran Torino where no. it doesn't really explore a lot of like the issues of racism or anything mm-hmm. like that. And even though I think there are some element like uh, parts of it that do in a in a little tiny a little sense, um, but I I do like how this also does explore a lot of the Mexican culture yes. that you know we. A lot of Clint Eastwood movies haven't really gone into other cultures, um, per se. I mean, there are some here and there, uh, like, you know, the Gran Torino, that kind of explores a little bit of the culture, but I think that's more of the Walter Kowalski story than it is about the story of, like, the Hmong culture. And then in this one, it's like, oh, you're actually seeing what the Mexican culture is like, and you actually see how um, there's that great scene where, you know, if someone's yelling help, then a lot of people will come to to their aid. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) I love the scene where it's like... Uh, you know the 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 turning, the, the turning point, and yeah. then they go the other way, and it's like okay, that was clever, that was really really cool. So yeah, the main the two main actors in this movie are Clint Eastwood and Dwight Yoakam. You know, both legends in their own right. Uh, Dwight Yoakam, a famous country singer, and also has dabbled in some acting here and there. I don't think you've seen anything. That no, matters. I haven't seen anything of it. I was just gonna say the kid was the other main actor, which is Eduardo Manette. Yeah, a lot of these people in this movie are not as, like, big as Eastwood and Yoakam, obviously. And I, th- I think the kid, like, his role is not really one that I could really latch onto like I could with Mike Milo. No, um, not as much. He is a little kind of a punkish, but then again, I think that's how it's supposed to be, you know? Yeah, well, one, his age, because he is in that teen yeah. kind of age, and his upbringing as well. I mean, I feel sorry for the kid, in a way, because... It's kind of, okay, do you stay with mom, who's all, who's evil, or do you go with dad, who you think is evil, because obviously, you know, your mom, who has had you for a while, is going to talk bad about your dad, or not, or, you know, her not letting the dad see him, and he doesn't know, so he thinks dad is bad too, but then now it's like, okay, well, what of the lesser two evils are you going to follow? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? And 
So that upbringing makes you kind of have to be tough. Because he, he does say in there a little bit of spoiler, but I mean, I'll say it anyways, is you can't trust anyone. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It is hard to trust people in the real world, you know, no matter the situation. And you have to find people whose trust you can earn through their diligence and whatever mm-hmm. duties they do. But yeah, this is like a good road movie. Um, you know, Almost like a good... You know, he has to go rescue the kid, and then they kind of have their little bonding kind of buddy. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a buddy road movie, but not as crass or anything like that. It's just yeah. kind of, you know, it's enjoyable. It's, it's, it's like a father-son on a road trip and trying to rekindle mm-hmm. their father-sonship. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how else to say it. They're, they're you know, their they're relationship. Yeah. But other than they're just not father-son. Although I kind of hope that the boy was like oh let me stay with you can i stay with you but he had he had to choose mm-hmm. and you guys get to see who he chooses if you guys choose to watch which you should it's out on blu-ray now and we definitely recommend it but um what i want to talk about before it or before we give our grades and everything is the backstory to this so they've been trying to make this movie for quite some time actually and if you look at the background of it it was originally supposed to have Arnold Schwarzenegger in the mm-hmm. role, which I can also kind of see because of the fact that, you know, he was always a macho kind of character, whether it was the Terminator or Predator or any of those kind of movies, even Kindergarten, Kindergarten Cop, you know, any of those kind of movies where he's always the tough guy. And then this movie could have been like a reflection of his life and all the mistakes that he may have made in reality and how it's like not really coming back to haunt him, but just kind of thinking of where he is now. But I think it works for Clint Eastwood, even though, yes, he is. He may be a little bit too old for the role. You know, I, I think this could have been more of like a someone in their 50s or 60s. Yes. I will say, though, the, the love interest part, I will say I can see why people say he's a little bit too old. Because mm-hmm. I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, but if they got someone like a Mickey Rourke. I think Mickey Rourke could have probably pulled this off. Um I'm sorry when you say that. All I can think of is Whiplash. Yeah, Whiplash yeah. or Sin City. Uh, he was Marv. But I don't remember him in Sin City. I don't How can you not remember him in Sin City? Because I, you know, I've only seen Sin the one, the first one once, and that was it. Well, that's all you need to really I watch. Really the watch. second one's not that good, but but yeah, I can see like a Mickey Rourke kind of doing this, or um, God, who's another '60s or '50s or '60s kind of actor um, that would be able to do this. Yeah, I'm kind of blanking. I was just going to say Sean Penn, but not Sean Penn. No. That, that would not work for this role. Um, yeah. But yeah, like any of those people who... I mean, even Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris could have been a, no, another yeah, he can. character yeah, that, can that. that could pull this off. Because um, he's always been portrayed as uh, macho with like but Walker, Texas Ranger, exactly. and um, all the 80s movies that he did mm-hmm. in the 90s. Or Stallone. Uh, well, no, Stallone's no, a little Stallone too old. Yeah, Stallone's a little too old. But uh, yeah, like any... But pretty much anyone from the Expendables in that in those movies um, <laughs> that are not in their seventies, mm-hmm. like I can see them being in this role. But I still think Clint Eastwood, despite the fact that he's a little too old for the role, pulled think, it off pretty well. Yeah, I think he did he's, a really good job. This is just really charming and mm-hmm. really sweet to watch. And you know, I, I'm okay with Clint Eastwood doing another movie like this, and with him coming back to do another movie because. I think even though he retired from acting, it's always great to see him in front of the camera and just kind of going with whatever um, someone puts to the script. And usually with this one, it was actually the same screenwriter as Gran Torino and The Mule. So Mm -hmm. like he can actually tailor the role to Clint Eastwood just Mm -hmm. fine to where Eastwood just kind of walks in there and goes, okay, 
I'm ready and can take it away, you know. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this one a lot and I think it's good. Almost like a family-friendly kind of-ish Eastwood movie. Oh, a, little, a little too um, adult thematic in some mm-hmm. aspects, but this is probably the first like semi-family-friendly Eastwood movie in a long time. But yeah, I like this one a lot. I'm going to give it an 8. Alright! High five there, dude. Okay. I give it an 8 as well. Alright. <laughs> it's been a while since we've been in sync on that. Since we've landed on the same number, yeah. yeah. I mean, God, with Eternals, like, you, we were just... Yeah. yeah. Well, that's mainly for me, because instead of it being a movie, I would have liked it better if it was, like, a miniseries. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, no, Cry Macho works as... I mean... If this truly is the last time that we'll see Eastwood in front of the camera, it's a, a good, good it's a good conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God only knows if he's how much longer he's going to be around because, like you said, he's ninety one. Don't um, jinx him, not on wood. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But you know, I, I can still see him directing more in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't know until like two or three months before the movie comes out if he's going to have another movie. But yeah, I always look forward to seeing. Anything that Clint Eastwood does, even if it is like a mixed bag, mm-hmm. um, which is how his career has kind of been in the last 10 years. But, you know, when he hits it out of the park, he hits it out of the park. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thank Have you for. Enjoy. Yep. Thank you for listening. Uh, please check out Cry Macho. You can watch it on, uh, I think, HBO. No, not HBO Max, but it's on Blu ray right now. You can watch it on the streaming, streaming services. And yeah, let us know what you think in the comments. All right. Bye, guys.